the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. Will, what a great weekend of footy. Yeah, absolutely unbelievable weekend of footy, MJ. How are you? Oh, very good, very good. Hawthorne out of the competition. Hawthorne gone. Doggies flying. Doggies in. Sydney back to their back to themselves, I guess. They're going to give Geelong a run for their money on Friday night. They certainly will. And we've got a footy story, though, that well, trumps them all. I don't think any footy stories get any bigger than this. This one is one for the ages. And we're going to call a bloke from uh, the Diggers Rest Football Club. That's right. There's been some unbelievable scenes down there during the grand final of the Riddle District Football League. Yep. It's ended in controversy, the game. But the vice president of Diggers Rest is going to come on and let us know exactly what happened. I'm keen to hear what he reckons. That's coming up next on the Greenfield Post on Triple M. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. And Will, there's been some unbelievably dramatic scenes this afternoon down at the grand final for the Riddle District Football League. Yeah, I've just caught a bit of this online and this is the most incredible finish to a grand final I think I've heard of in the last decade. Across the the board. We have the vice president of the Diggers Rest Football Club, Chris Payne, on the line to explain exactly what unfolded. Good, uh, good evening, Chris. How are you? Hey, Mike. How are you, mate? Oh, very good. Now, can you tell us what unfolded in the last five minutes of the game? Oh, mate, it's um, started well before that last five minutes. Um, just, just prior to the final time, about 30 seconds, probably a minute to go, and we uh, kicked the goal and put it a pot in front, but the scoreboard was wrong, and uh, about 15, 20 seconds ago, they changed it. And um, final time, when we had the ball about 50 out, and, um, yeah, we thought we'd won it, but... Um, the uh, goal umpires come together and um, corrected it, and uh, yeah, it was a draw. So we went into a uh, overtime. So the scoreboard had you a point up when the siren blew. Yeah, that's. I oh, know. Just probably 20 seconds prior to uh, the final siren going, we were a point up, and then they've changed it. Sort of, no one's looking. Everyone's looking at the game and just worrying about it. And now one of our young blokes probably nearly saved the game for us. Tom Gleeson got the ball about 50, 55 out, and. It's changed, and then we, um, yeah, obviously the scoreboard changed that no one looking, and it was a draw. So when did the penny drop? When did when did the celebrations end, and everyone realised, oh, we've got to we've got to play some more footy here? Well, everyone sort of threw the arms up and ran out, and then sort of looked up and realised that uh, the scoreboard said a draw. So everyone <laughs> sort of ran back off again, and um, hearts are in mouths, and the whole oh. focus went to the goal umpires to see if they're going to wave their flags and. They waved their flags, so obviously a draw because they're the official scorers. And, um, yeah, that's how it went down. So we went into overtime with two five-minute um, halves. And you won the game in those two-minute halves? Uh, so after the first uh, five minutes, uh, Riddle were uh, seven points up. Um, and then from there, um, we were kicking with the wind in that second half. And that was probably a, a two-goal win. And uh, we got one, brought it back to a point. Um, then uh, kicked the point and sort of the ball was coming out and within probably probably about a minute to go if that uh, the ball uh, got kicked down forward and uh, one of our key targets uh, ex Collingwood player Tucky took the mark and some stupid ref had a brain fart and played on. <laughs> he uh, yeah he snapped the goal and uh, kicked the goal and put it six points in front. You beauty! What a, what an unbelievable result! Have you uh, have you managed to catch up with the scoreboard bloke since or? Yeah, that's, um, that's oh, we don't even care about that anymore. The fact <laughs> is that uh, since 1993, we haven't won one. We've lost our, uh, from 93, we, uh, 2006, 2008, 2010, uh, 13, 14, 15, and now we lost those. And, um, yeah, from now, we've uh, we've finally got one. And so, whether it's overtime or not, we got it. <laughs> the Collie Wobbles are over for Diggers. <laughs> <laughs> They're over, yeah. 23 years, it's been phenomenal. It's going to be a huge couple of days at the club. So it's a bit of a party down there now? 
Oh, it will be, yes, definitely. So we're just heading there now and, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the club's still standing by the end of the night. Have you got work tomorrow, Chris? No, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm off for a couple of few days, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're expected to see me for a little while. Well, enjoy the celebrations. I mean, I've, I haven't heard of a grand final finishing in that. It's a mistake from the scoreboard operator. It's the most incredible thing I've yeah, ever heard in my life. Phenomenal, but um, yeah, we were a little bit heartbroken when it was back. But um, the fact is that we're from years now, and that's all that matters. No one can take it from us. Thanks, Chris. That was Chris Payne, the vice president of the Diggers Rest Football Club. Oh, imagine the scenes down there at Diggers Rest right now, oh, Will. Mate, I reckon the, there's a few players that'll need a Diggers Rest tomorrow <laughs> after the <laughs> celebrations tonight. A couple of days of resting up down. There won't be many, uh, a lot of businesses in Sunbury that are going to be missing employees. <laughs> Don't but, order an electrician in Sunbury tomorrow <laughs> or plumber. Any trades? All trades are yeah. off the table. Uh, but yeah, what an incredible just turn of events. Yeah. Have, have you ever had a premature celebration like that? No, Will. No, I've never had a premature <laughs> celebration. Have you? No, not particularly anything that comes to mind, but th- that would just be heartbreaking. Imagine thinking you've won the grand final yeah. and then <laughs> no, you've got... 10 more minutes to play. Oh, imagine what would have been worse if losing that after the yeah. extra time. It's the only reason we would have got him on the line. Now, we better come clean because we did record that a couple of hours ago just because we weren't sure what kind of Nick yep. Chris would be in at 10 o'clock at night. So no. that was We would reason. have been speaking to a very different Nick Chris <laughs> <laughs> this time of night. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will, Friday night, I was there at the MCG to see the Bulldogs oh. defeat Hawthorne. Were you, you were there as well? I was there as well. I think your seats were much nicer than mine. I, I'm still recovering from the nosebleed. Yeah, well, 87,000 there. 87,000 to see the Dogs, which I think is the biggest crowd they've played in front of in a long time. Yep, 1961. It's the biggest crowd. I think it's one of their, it's in the top five of all time for the club. But mm. what, a, what a game for the club. It's one of their best results in the history of this football club. Absolutely. And did you notice a few people supporting the Dogs that didn't have any merchandise <laughs> oh, on at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, me the too. neutral contingent of the MCG was very Dogs The heavy. area I was sitting in, there weren't many Hawthorne supporters and there weren't many Western Bulldog scarves, but nah. the, the support <laughs> from the Dogs was, <laughs> was through the roof. I reckon if someone asked me, like, yeah. how long have you been supporting the Bulldogs? I would have been, oh, no, mate, I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a neutral. <laughs> Were you fist pumping at goals? Oh, Bontempelli's goal in yeah. that third quarter. He, oh, it was a roar. Oh, how good was Bonton Pally? He is incredible. He's incredible. He's going to be incredible. For a bloke that's 20. Is he only 20? He's 20 years oh, old. I thought he was 21. Turning 21 in November, I believe. But yeah, for any every winner, I guess, though, MJ, mm. there's got to be a loser. There has to be a loser. There has to be a loser. Mm. And just to remind Hawthorne supporters... <laughs> that it is possible <laughs> to lose. I'm sorry, it was you. Yeah. <laughs> you, we, you can share the mantle for the first time in, <laughs> in many years, it feels like. And I think it was straight sets for Hawthorne. <laughs> They've done a Mark Philippoussis of sorts. And but to their credit, oh, we're in the crowd, Will, and most of them stayed until the end. They did. They they hung around. They like, But it's like they should have. They're, they're Hawthorne. They were, they were never really out of the game, necessarily. Yeah, true. And, and Clarkson went into the bo- doggies' rooms, I think, after the game to shake Beveridge's hand, which was a nice touch. That was a nice touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, for, for every uh, Clarkson hater, you've got to admire him. Absolutely. For what they've done, it's been amazing. Mm. And you know, who knows? They could be back next year. I'm just glad we're having this conversation, to be honest. They're <laughs> gone. They're out. Yeah. The witch is dead. We've actually had a Hawthorne supporter call us. We're on the line, we have Terry. G'day, Terry. Hello. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Terry. Now, sorry about the loss on Friday night. How did you take it? Uh, yes, you know, it's just one of those games. I guess we'll be fine. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough weekend. Absolutely. Are you an avid Hawk supporter, Terry? Oh, yes. I've avid for word. I've been too thick and thin. Have you really? Yeah. Do, you, oh, yeah. do you expect them to bounce back in 2017, Terry the Hawks? Oh, well, 2017, that's, I guess that's a, that's a distant sort of, uh, a sort of milestone to be aiming for, but uh, I'm more worried about next week, personally. <laughs>
next week. Yes, well, you know, Cyril and Lewis and uh, and Gibson, you know, they didn't play their best games, but they, they, they'll all bounce back next week, I'm sure. Terry, Terry, you're out of the finals now. Out. Yeah, that's over. To The season 2017 is over for the Hawks. No, there's a prelim next week. You're not in the prelim. The, the dogs knocked you out of the comp, Terry. But what, what about the... What, what about the four piece? Or the, um, the, the four, four gasm, four thorn? No, the, the four gasm's over. It's o- There's no chance now, Terry. The Hawks are gone. About? They're out. No, 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 no. We, we're, we're the Hawks, though. We, we're well, the umpires and, and everything. That... Do you, are you a close footy follower, Terry? Well, yes. I've been following them since 2013. Have you really? We, we, we never lose. Well, I'm oh. I'm sorry to break the news to you, Terry. You're out. You're gone. Oh, God. I've got to call my tattoo artist. I've got to get this changed. Have you, I'm sorry, Terry. You've already got a Dolphin tattoo. Oh, God, I've got a four-peak tattoo. I've got to get it changed. Okay, I'm going to have to let you go. All right, thanks for calling, Terry. The Greenfield Post on Triple M. MJ, you've got some surfing chat for me, have you? Yeah, absolutely. There's something going on down on Victoria's coast the last week that's caught my eye. Yeah, and it, it better be interesting because, you know, I don't like surfing. Yeah, well, no, this is really interesting. It's actually, well, it's actually probably more to do with wildlife than actual surfing. Oh, okay. Um, there's been three incidents with sharks on Victoria's surf coast within the past week. Oh, wow. So a surfer on Friday was knocked off his board by a shark near Bells Beach. So these are just punters out on their boards. These aren't. Yeah, not professional surfers. Okay. These, are, these are just people going out for a weekend surf. Or, I was going to say, if we, had, if we had three Mick Fanning incidents in the last week, I probably would have yeah, heard well, about so it. So they're not attacks. They're just surfers getting knocked little on bumps. their little bumps from sharks. So <laughs> one happened little on hip Friday. Hip and shoulders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on Friday, <laughs> go straight to the MRP. Yeah, <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Negligent. So, um, yeah, Bells Beach on Friday. Another yep. was bumped on up the road at 13th Beach. And then again yesterday morning, a bloke called Rory Angiolala was surfing with two friends at 13th Beach on Saturday morning when a large shark hit his legs and chest with its fin as he sat in the lineup. I haven't seen the spelling of his name, by the way, but I reckon you butchered it. <laughs> could have definitely butchered Angiola. that. <laughs> so how, he's he's yeah. had the scariest one by the sounds of it. Yeah, so he's sitting in with two friends at 13th Beach in the lineup. So yeah. everyone's lining up to, you know, catch the waves in, obviously. And the, it's hit his legs and chest so with its fin. So I'm not sure if that's dorsal fin or with one of its side fins. Yeah. And knocked him off the board. So the shark's getting a bit randy down in the yeah, yeah. July, the Victorian coastline. Rory's spoken to the age. He said yep. that he squealed and my mate saw the thrashing and he pushed the fin away. His mates paddled over and asked, what should we do? The surf is pumping. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, we it's this do. massive conundrum. <laughs> yeah, I Rory's mates should get out of the water as quickly as possible. <laughs> Here's an idea. Yeah. Piss off out of the water. He's from Brunswick, Rory. Yeah. And he says he won't be surfing for at least um, a few weeks. A few weeks? Whereas his mate, Toby, the one who wanted to stay out there, he went straight back in. Oh, Toby's off his head. What is it with surfers wanting to get into the water after incidents with sharks? I've never understood that. You know, if... every time you hear of a non-fatal attack. Yeah. And you, you know, there's interviews with the surfers. Every time it's like, yeah, you know, looking forward to getting back in the water. Got to get back on the horse, would, so to speak. I'd never go near water again. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, I got kicked yeah. off a horse when I was a kid. I've never been back on a horse. Really? <laughs> yeah, I got concussed what? as a seven-year-old. As a what happened? Oh, just a. a Were you a, behind it or did you fall off? No, no, I was riding it and I went up to a trot and I wasn't up to trot level apparently. Yeah. And <laughs> horse didn't like it. Well, and... so you haven't ridden a horse since? No. Do you go to the races? 
Oh, every yeah. now and then. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've won money on horses, but yeah. never never on the back of them. Look, if I was into surfing and spent a lot of time in the water and I had an incident with the shark, that would be a sign to me to never go near the water again. Yeah. I'd struggle to look at a bottle of Mount Franklin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, we have a very special guest in the studio from the hot breakfast, the Akron nominated at the minute, Sarah nominated. I know. Soon to be winner, I think. Ridiculous, actually. Oh, wow. She'll but have been it's hot favourite. <laughs> I can't. Odds on at the minute. <laughs> I knew we were dealing with a real professional here, Sarah, but I didn't know you were. Acronominated. Yeah. Award nominee. I Best know. new talent. How yeah. about it? Well, that, that makes that right, a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, Melissa Doyle won last year for those pre-recorded bits on Smooth, so I'm probably a good chance. <laughs> You're a very good chance. <laughs> Is that all it takes? She's been, in, she's been in the industry for like 25 years <laughs> on know. TV. It's done more live TV than, than anyone in the country and gets Best New Talent at the Acro. I know. I'm up against Sam Pang, so you're going down, Pang. Sam Pang's nominated as well. Yeah. Oh, see, that's against yeah. the spirit of it, I think. <laughs> I think you'll win. We'll, we'll rig it somehow. Thanks for the support, guys. Yeah. Well, anyway, enough about you. What, yeah. have, <laughs> yes. what have you got for us? Moving on. Yeah. Well, I actually wanted to uh, bring something to the table. I've noticed that uh, The Bachelor is obviously very big in this country. Everyone's watching it. The Bachelorette will be on straight mm. after The Bachelor. But I've noticed that in America, there's a current NFL football player. His name is Travis Kelsey. He's a tight mm. end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Guys, he's got his own dating reality show. It's called Catching Kelsey, and he's going to date 50 different women. Oh, my God. Bachelor style on 50? TV. 50. And he's a current player. So, so this is just in between his training schedule. Well, he filmed in the off season, so it goes to air oh, next month. And the NFL just had their week one. Mm. But um, do you want to hear a promo? Absolutely. I'm very curious. 50. Yeah. That's a lot of women to do mm-hmm. it. My name is Travis. Travis Kelsey. I'm a professional football player for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm looking for love. I'm getting the opportunity to date 50 beautiful women from this God-loving country. Hey there, lonely girl. Lonely girl. <laughs> That's him, Sarah? Yeah. Don't you know this lonely boy loves you? So that's well, the best of the show. Well, I, reckon, <laughs> I reckon 40 would have jumped. Yeah. Jumped <laughs> 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 the deaf ones are left. I know. So how about the NFL do things differently, man? Like they are yeah. ballsy. So how, who, what's this guy like? Do you know much about him? Is he a good looking dude? Or Yeah, he's a very good looking dude. African-American dude. Mm. And um, obviously very athletic. Mm. Is, is he good at footy? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's a defensive player. Okay. So um, lots of tackling. Yeah. yeah. But 50 women, man, that's a lot. I think old mate Richie would have had 25 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think you only so, dealt with, yeah, you didn't deal with that many. Yeah. So, but it just makes me think about The Bachelor. Imagine if the AFL was to do something like that, if there was an AFL player to do The Bachelor. Oh, no, you, I would love to see that. Well, I mean, who would it be? Who would be most likely to apply for something like that? Alex well, Rance. Alex Rance is a Rance good one. Rance has the look. Yeah. He does he, have he the look. He could apply for The Actual Bachelor. Could be a bit boring, though, I think. Yeah. But if they're dealing with, churchy. if they're dealing with that many women, I reckon Buddy could... What are you saying? You're saying he's got experience in that area. Oh, he's got double that experience. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the type of player that I think would apply for something like this would be like a Josh Gibson? Yeah. Yeah, he's got the look as well. Yeah, or a a, um, David Armitage. And form. Yeah, David Armitage from the Saints. Someone like that. Very polished and, you know, maybe have tickets on themselves. I I think I'd like someone a bit more down to earth. Yeah. Daniel Merritt's got a <laughs> Someone like him? Sauce? Sauce? Sauce. Yeah. What about Maxie Gorn? He'd be awesome. He'd be immune. Like, he'd be fun. The yeah. girls girls love Max Gorn, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's very pop. He's got the hipster beard on the go. Yeah. That's it. Hipster um, beard. Dusty Martin make good TV. 
Very good. Just stay, stay away from Asian restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Chopsticks down. <laughs> what about um someone like a bit more aggressive, like Tom Rockcliffe or something? Yeah. Oh, He'd be pretty yeah. funny. Get into a lot of arguments. He yeah. would, yeah. Boomer Harvey hasn't got much on next year at this stage. Hey, that's a oh, good He does idea. have a wife, though. He's married, <laughs> married with kids. That's, yeah. Yeah. The only hiccup. Yeah. I know, but it just fascinates me. I, I'm going to keep an eye on that show, so I'll keep you posted on how Catching Kelsey goes. Yeah, I want to hear more about it's it. Very intriguing. And can you, is it similar to The Bachelor in the Elimination process? Does he, do, does he do all the choosing? Yeah, he does it, yeah. But it's just, there's, there's a lot. There's 50. I wonder if he yeah. passes 50 women. I bet he does. Do you know what I mean? I that's a I lot. He probably does already. Yeah. This is just an excuse to. Well, that's the thing. Why does it? Well, have, why is, does is it? Kansas City very big? He probably is done with Tinder in Kansas. That's why it's <laughs> happened. Because Kansas wouldn't have that many people there. <laughs> From experience, he's run out of swiping. Plenty of fish just, isn't working for yeah, him. Plenty of fish happen. He's walked past everyone yeah. a hundred times. And then like bamble or bubble or I don't know what what's it that is. one. I don't know. There's another one. I don't know. Are you on yeah. that one, Will? I've never heard of it. Bumble. Yeah, right. Some, it's something like that. You know, Flavor Flav from Public Enemy did yeah. a dating show. Yeah. And he gave them all nicknames. He didn't like their names. So he's like, I'm going to call you something. He just made up their names just on the spot. He's called everyone something. That sounds yeah, very condescending. Did, <laughs> actually, actually, didn't Philippoussis have a dating show? He did, he did. Didn't he marry someone from that show? Did he? I think he might have. I wonder Seriously. what he's doing now. And they had a baby. Mm. Really? Yeah. Hey, we're onto something. Yeah. Probably as underwhelming as his tennis career. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, can't say I yeah. watch much of it. <laughs> we should, well, can we do a bit of research on that before next week as well and see what the poo's up to? For sure. If he did find love on a reality show. We will. Sarah, thanks for coming in <laughs> thanks, on Sunday night. It's been great fun. We'll speak to you again next week. Cheers. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. And Will, you're keeping a close eye on international cricket this international week. International cricket time. Yeah, it's not quite the season yet, but... This uh, ongoing feud between Englishman Ben Stokes and West Indian batsman Marlon Samuels has caught my attention. And they, it's not a feud that I was really aware of until I saw this article. Well, the first I've heard of it is right now. Yeah. Well, the, uh, it does remind me, though, they had uh, they had a moment in the 2020 World Cup. That's where it's mm. really flared up. But mm. uh, Ben Stokes, the Englishman, has released an autobiography this week. And they've, uh, they've had a fierce rivalry. Stokes was given a salute send off by Samuels in a in a test match in Granada. Mm. So he's put his hand to his head and saluted him off the ground from about a metre away. Yeah. So that, yeah. that would get you rolled up if you just lost your wicket in the test match. Absolutely. And then in the 2020, uh, 2020 match at the World Cup this year, <laughs> is this the worst sledge you've ever heard? You know, yeah. you always hear about the best sledges on field. Yeah, absolutely. There's like, um, I know Vossi was always well-renowned for his sledging. and Yeah, the one that springs to mind was, uh, I think one of the English players, to Mark Waugh. Yeah. When Mark Waugh said to him, uh, you're not good enough to be in the English side. And he said to Mark, or at least I'm the best player in my family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, that, that's a that's good the sort of gear I'm yeah. after. Yeah. That's a good cricket sledge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Samuels has gone, F off, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what, that, that's it. As he's standing in the field. Yeah. And uh, shut the F up, you little you little bitch. Yeah. And uh, Stoke, yeah. What, Stokes didn't take too kindly to it. He didn't take too kindly. And, he's, and in the press conference, and Samuels has walked in, whacked his feet up on the on the desk there at the press conference yeah. and teed off about Samuels being a nervous laddie. And now he's he's fired barbs back in his autobiography. So this is an ongoing feud. I'm keen to keep uh, my eye on it. Marlon Samuels was the one that got in a fight with Warney during the first or That's second it. Big Bash. Yep, the was very it? same. The same Marlon Samuels. So they had that altercation mid-pitch. That's right. Um, someone's thrown the ball. I think it's clipped him on the arm and he's tossed his bat. He's yeah, well, and Warney's gone, F you, Marlon. Yeah, Warney's given him a shirt tug. Yeah. And <laughs> so, so I reckon Samuels is a bit of a hothead. He is. And uh, Stokes doesn't like it one bit.
That, and he's just, is he just playing 2020 for the West Indies at the minute, or is he still in the <laughs> He's test a West side? Indies cricketer. I imagine he's the only one. <laughs> he's not playing much test match from the sound of it. Well, they've, been, they've got a, had massive pay cuts. That's why none of the good West Indian players want to play yeah. um, for test cricket. And they're all going to India. Well, yeah, if the money's on the line there. Getting they've lost their passion amounts. for test. Absolutely they have, which is disappointing, because it would be great to see a West Indian test team firing again. Yeah, well, they've sent a few duds over. Come on, Marlon. Come on, Marlon. <laughs> Lift your game, Come Marlon. Come on, Chris. Come on, Chris. <laughs> Chrissy Gale. Go on, Daz. <laughs> i front out of West Indies cricketers. <laughs> uh, this has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Thanks to our guest, Sarah Fayor, from the Hot Breakfast for coming into the studio. And also Chris Payne from the Diggers Rest Football Club, who won the grand final down there today in the Riddle District Football League in very yep. controversial circumstances. After the siren. Very exciting stuff. I wish I saw it. After they thought they'd won. Yeah, they yeah. were up by a point, but the scoreboard operator stuffed up. That's it. Heartbreak and then celebrations. Mm. And which and there's going to be more of that next week with some big prelim finals. It's a massive weekend of footy across the country. Absolutely. We've got the Melbourne Storm playing the Raiders at Amy Park on Saturday night, which will be a must watch. That's it. They've got their own prelim to worry about. Mm-hmm. And then uh, North Queensland are heading to Cronulla after their thriller against the Broncos. They've they done keep, it the hard way. They just keep having thrillers against the Broncos. The poor Broncos can't catch a break. I know. They were flag favourites, I think, at the start of the year. The Broncos have been knocked out by North Queensland again. Yep. Poor blokes. Uh, but turning our eye to the AFL, who who do you reckon will get into the grand final, Will? Uh, it's very hard to go past Geelong and the Giants, I guess. But the fact that either the Giants or the Bulldogs are going to make the grand final, it's pretty... Uh it's, it's, it's going to be groundbreaking Historic. Stuff. It's very historic. Come in, on, doggies. I think, I think most footy supporters, if you don't oh. have a dog in the fight, are going for the doggies. Yeah. It, it, the, fitting the namesake. Get the job done. Let's the, hope so. Well, this has been the Greenfield Post with Will and MJ. You can get the podcast at the Greenfield Post Facebook page. Yep. Up around the 45,000 followers. Now the Greenfield Post. I you think, don't Will. mind. Or we'll be back next Sunday at 10 p.m. on Triple M. That's the way. Peace. The Greenfield Post on Triple M.